Blog Talk Radio. Morning, animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and as always, I'm really glad you've tuned into our show on KJAZ 88.1 FM because this is where people like you get to hear about the kind of projects, services, and heartwarming stories that you just can't hear anywhere else. This morning, our dear friend from the Pasadena Humane Society, Zahra Neely, will be stopping by to talk about one of the most fun animal events we have here in Southern California. It's the upcoming Wiggle Waggle Walk. If you like doing things with your dog, you won't want to miss what Zahra says about this great outdoor adventure. And after our halftime break, for all you readers who enjoy good books about animals, Marianne Dell will be stopping by with a brand new batch of books that she's just read and reviewed. So stay right where you are, and we'll get started after a quick message from the station here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and my young friend from the Pasadena Humane Society is joining us now. It's Zara Neely. Good morning, Zara. How are you? I'm doing well, Marie. How are you? I'm doing well, too, and I'm so glad that you've uh, come back to the Pet Place because you've got your big, most fun event of the year coming up, the Wiggle Waggle Walk. Absolutely. Um, We have our 16th annual Wiggle Waggle Walk coming up on Sunday, September 28th um, at Brookside Park, which is adjacent to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Okay. And it's our um, largest fundraiser of the year. Um, We hope to raise $375,000. Wow. To support the animals, um, and yeah, it's it's a great event. We it's a big community dog walk um, as well as a fundraiser, and we usually have about two thousand people and their dogs come out to no walk. No way, mm-hmm. that is huge, and and the amount of money that you're expecting to raise too. It's it's almost unheard of in the humane com- community to, to have a single fundraising event that nets that much money. That's just Fabulous, right? Um, I think last year we hit three hundred and fifty thousand, um, and you know, it just goes to show you how much people support animals in our community. And we wouldn't be able to do it without the community's support. So, um, yeah, that's that's our goal this year, <laughs> and that's I think we can make amazing. it happen. So, each person who enters, they do individual fundraising, or is how does it all work? Right. So um, a person can sign up as an individual walker or they can sign up as a team or a pack um, and walk as a team um, and uh, raise funds that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's all involved? If somebody registers, do they get a T-shirt? What else comes with the, the whole program? Right. So registration is free. Um, They can go to our website, which is uh, www.wigglewagglewalk.org, and they can register there. 
um, and create um, a fundraising page um, that tells why they're doing the Wiggle Waggle Walk. And some of the stories are really amazing. We have, um, you know, children who join the walk and people who've uh, done the walk uh, since the beginning as well. So they can share their story um, and raise funds that way. Um, by register, registering for the walk, um, people re- will receive a bandana, um, a, a commemorative bandana. But also, if you raise $50, um, you'll receive a um, Wiggle Waggle Walk t-shirt. Oh, okay. Um, but there are varying levels of incentives. Um, I think the top fundraiser receives, um, wins a... Um, Overnight stay at a bed and breakfast. Oh, uh, nice! A pet-friendly bed and breakfast. Aww. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> better be <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and even if you raise a thousand dollars, we have a VIP tent um, as well, where there's food, drinks, and giveaways. So there are varying options, and every any amount counts. You know, it could be a dollar, could be a thousand dollars. So. Now, when somebody registers and they create their fundraising page, is this something that is done via the Pasadena Humane Society so somebody doesn't need to generate their own HTML and figure out how to make a web page or anything like that? Correct, correct, yeah. If, um, if you go to wigglewagglewalk.org, um, the website, there's a template that they can fill out and just fill out the information. They can create a team name, um, and it's, there are a whole bunch of directions that can help them with them, but they don't need to set up a, an actual website. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they can share that link on their Facebook page and Twitter and everything else, right? Exactly. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. And do you have any plans for the money that you're going to raise this year? I know last year you had a, a big facility that you were opening up with all kinds of uh, educational programs. Anything this year that you're planning to earmark some of the money for? Right. Um, so this goes to support all of our animal care programs, including our public spay-neuter program, SNP. Um, SNP. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, it's it's a pun. Yeah, it's um, uh, spay and neuter in Pasadena. Oh, okay. And also SNP. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it supports that program, our humane education program. Um, we have a new... Um, uh, cat facility opening up um, that we're, we've just started construction on. Um, oh, gosh, you guys are always doing something new. Right. <laughs> uh, it's all for the animals, and for we're sure. just uh, being proactive for the needs of the animal community as well. So Nice. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the funds go to support all of those programs, and they um, provide help us provide shelter, food, and veterinary care for uh, over 12,000 animals that we um, care for annually. Wow, that is really fantastic. And I know that this walk, a lot of people truly enjoy it. Tell me about the walk itself around the Rose Bowl. Well, walkers have a option of doing a one-mile route or a three-mile route um, around the Rose Bowl. Um, and uh you know, you definitely want to wear comfortable shoes <laughs> <laughs> and dress appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still... Um, Is it pretty scenic? 
Yes, it's very scenic. It's it's walking around the Rose Bowl, which you know is an um, iconic landmark. Anyway, so um, definitely want to wear sunblock and um, drink plenty of water. We have watering stations around the course um, for pets as well, and we also encourage uh, pet owners to uh, apply sunblock on their pets as well, so they don't get sun. Um, uh, Burned. <laughs> okay. okay. <Yeah. laughs> now, you wouldn't want to take your, your pet on a walk like this unless you've worked up to it because a lot of people, they think, oh, my dog is fine, and, and your dog might be a couch potato 364 days out of the year, and so if you're suddenly going on a three-mile walk, that's not going to be very fun for your poor little dog. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and also, if your dog um, isn't, too friendly with other dogs too you know you don't have to bring your dog um, oh okay okay <laughs> as well and you could bring your invisible dog exactly right <laughs> and again even though the dogs are doing the walking this is a fundraiser for all animals okay um so yeah <laughs> ah okay so so you can put your kitty in a baby stroller that's enclosed so that it can't jump out <laughs> On leash. <laughs> On a leash. There you go. <laughs> okay, so this is everybody's welcome within limits. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you won't be bringing your 20-foot crocodile. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless he's pet friendly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't mean he really likes cats and dogs. <laughs> exactly. Not, not in that way. <laughs> All right. And you have a lot of other fun things that are happening at the same time. You have some contests. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right. Um, we have, um, I think we have um, canine, like, look-alike contests, so um, dogs that look like their owners, um, a fashion contest, uh, like, most handsome hound contests. Um, and things like that. So uh, they'll come out, uh, dogs will be dressed up uh, in these really cute costumes. We've had, um, there's a great Dane who comes out every year who wears Woody from Toy Story on his back. Um, we've had Chihuahuas dressed up as tacos, you know, and, and uh, multi-poos dressed up in tutus. So it's really cute. Wow. Do you have pictures of some of your past events? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's the website again? It's it's www.wigglewagglewalk.org. Org, okay. Yes. So it's www.www. Right, right. It's a lot of W's. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> And you have some agility and canine demonstrations going on, too. Exactly. Um, We'll have um, Glendale Canine um, Police Unit come out and do demonstrations. That's always fun to watch. Mm -hmm. As well as the Pasadena Canine Unit. Um, We have an agility show uh, with amazing dogs who catch frisbees, you know, like 15 feet up in the air. I love that. Yeah, that is so entertaining. And there's going to be bleachers, or should people bring their own chairs or blankets to sit on the grass? Um, they can bring their own uh, blankets. Our setup is a little bit different this year, um, so we'll have seating available as well. Um, okay. But they can bring blankets um, and definitely water as well. Um, Does this actually end up inside the Rose Bowl or no? No, no. Um, the actual event is at Brookside Park. Okay. Um, but the walk takes place around the Rose Bowl. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Zara, putting the fun in fundraisers really <laughs> is the way to go. And I know everyone who participates in the Wiggle Waggle Walk and all the contests and other fun, a- fun activities that go on during this event, it's a good time for everybody, right? Absolutely. It's it's a it's a great way to meet other animal lovers in the community. Um, it's a gorgeous you know Sunday after morning and afternoon, and it's a great family event as well. Well, I wish you great weather and huge success. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> we need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Marianne Dell will be checking in with her latest book reviews. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place on KJazz 88.1. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining me now is Marianne Dell, our always fabulous Pet Place book reviewer. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Marie. I'm so glad that you have time for us because I'm I'm in need of some new books. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. I've heard you found a few for us. <laughs> I have. None of these are super super new, but I haven't had a chance to tell you about them. Oh, okay. Um so I thought I would start with two books that are they cover the same topic but in very different ways. Okay. The first one is called Four-Legged Miracles, Heartwarming Tales of Lost Dogs Journeys Home. Ah. It's by Brad and Sherry Steiger, 1499, from St. Martin's Griffin. Okay. And is this like the incredible journey, sort of? Well, yes. Only um, they have researched different stories about dogs all over the country who have been abandoned, left behind, lost, who have run off, who have been stolen, and how they got back to their original homes and families. Wow. Or even in some cases, families that moved from where the dog was when it was separated from them. And they were able to find the families that moved? Well... Here's the thing about, yes, the dogs were, yes. Wow. Absolutely, in a few cases. Um, now, this book is very, it's it, it's very um, spiritual, kind of a little mystical. Um, the Steigers have written quite a few books dealing with spiritual topics, paranormal topics. Okay. And so they, they take a little bit of an awe-inspired, isn't this amazing, attitude toward the subject. Okay. Um, a lot of their sources are websites, newspapers, journals, magazines that have written about uh, these types of instances. They so really, they might have taken a little poetic license then and enhanced some of these stories a little bit, shall we say? Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I don't... It, they didn't do any... Of the, hardly any of their own research. One or two of the uh, stories, um, it looks like they might have talked to the person, although I suppose they could have been pulling a quote from something they read and not stating the source. Okay. okay. So 
I, I'm not sure. They they do say that everything they've they've written about is documented, and we've all certainly read The Incredible Journey and heard a lot of these types of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that there isn't anything here. I think it's a lovely little book to read. It is very heartwarming to read a story about dogs that were lost and made their way home. Okay. They have some nice information toward the back of the book of how to avoid having your dog being stolen. Oh, that's how to good. Ensure that, how to ensure that your dog doesn't run off. Mm-hmm. All good information. Okay. So they do um, a little public then, service at the same time as providing yeah. some interesting reading material that you could read to your yeah. kids and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And they, okay. Are, they are stories that, you know, kids would enjoy either hearing read or paraphrased. Okay. Them. And is it so. something that uh, a child can read on their own? About what age would it be appropriate to read um, on their own? I would say this is teenager. Okay. Okay. So not, junior high and high super, school. Yeah. High okay. school, junior high. Junior high, probably. Okay. Um, you know, a, ki- a, a grade schooler who was, um, had a pretty good cognitive ability when leading. When excuse me, leading, reading. Um, I think could could enjoy this. Okay, and then you said you had another book that was sort yes. of the same line. Yes, and this one definitely is for adults only. Okay, um, because it's quite scientific. It's oh. called Dogs That Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home oh. and Other Unexplained Powers of Animals. <laughs> Okay. And this is by Rupert Sheldrake. Uh, I found it on Amazon in paperback for twelve nineteen, and it's an updated version. Um, so there's probably some more information in here from the version I read a few years ago. Okay. But this book is based on science and research. Hmm. And the phenomena it looks at is the ability of animals primarily dogs, but there are also other animals discussed in the book, to tell things about their people when it seems they would have no way of doing so. A dog who every afternoon, somewhere between 5 and 5.30, jumps off the couch where he's sleeping, runs to the front door and sits there and stares at it. And and they don't think it's just because of the internal clock and they know roughly when mom and dad are getting home. Yeah, and the interesting thing, some of the research they did, they had um, observers who had no relationship with the dogs, just observers, um, and they took care to make sure that the animals were comfortable, that the observers were not skewing the, the research by being new people shoved into the dog's lives, you know, with all of a sudden, and then they're going to observe them. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had observers there, and they had observers at the person's workplace. The people at the workplace noted what time the person got up from their desk, left the office, got in their car, and high correlation between those events and the dogs going and sitting at the door. Wow. Not just, oh, it's 5.15. Well, Dad always gets home between 5 and 5.30, so I'm going to go sit at the door. No, 5.15 was when Dad got up from the desk. Wow, that's really interesting. Well, I do have to say this. I have a parrot, as we've discussed in the past. And as soon as I open my eyes, I don't even have to make any noise in the morning, but as soon as I open my eyes, my parrot knows it, 
my parents in another room sleeping also, presumably. And as soon as I'm awake, it's as if by magic, he starts calling out to me. <laughs> and and I could be as quiet as a mouse, and he still knows I've opened my eyes. <laughs> it's amazing. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of connection. Yeah. But, yeah. but animals are... definitely have a little internal internal clock, though, because I could tell you my, my kitties jump on me every morning around the same time and say, it's time for breakfast. <laughs> Well, and as I, as I often tell my dog training clients who complain that they can't sleep in on the weekends, you create your own monster when you do that by getting up at 6 a.m. and feeding the dog every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a monster, that's for sure. So what are some that's of the other uh, ideas that are, are looked into? Well, there's one case where, and this one was heartbreaking, where a dog died suddenly. And its owner was on vacation, and it turned out that at the time the dog died, its owner died in a car accident. No way. It just it just fell into a deep, deep depression. Excuse me, the dog didn't die right away. The dog fell into a deep, deep depression, wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything, and very shortly after died. They wow. could not get it to eat, and they found out the owner had been killed in an accident while on vacation. Now, was this a dog that was actually already in one of their ongoing studies? I don't know. The thing about this book is it's very, very well documented, which is what makes it so dry okay. to read. Um, you kind of have to read in between the science, and if you want to just read the stories, you know, you can read through and look for the stories about what happened. I read the whole thing, um, and he documents to a great detail, the different studies, and I don't offhand, and I don't have the book in front of me, I confess to that, remember that particular, whether the dog was in a study or whether it was anecdotal. Okay. Um, it just struck me because of what happened. Wow. Well, it sounds really fascinating, and it's called Dogs That Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home by Rupert Sheldrake. Wow. Twelve nineteen on Amazon for the paperback, and it's also available in Kindle. Well, we have about a minute and a half, and I know you have at least two more books to talk about. Why don't you pick one really fast to sum up? Okay, really quick. Victoria Stilwell, the It's Me or the Dog Woman. I'm familiar with her. Whose TV show I like so much better than certain other ones that are more popular because I much prefer her training methods. Uh-huh. Um, wrote, has written a book called Train Your Dog Positively. Okay. And it is, and like a lot of dog training books, it's an explanation of dog behavior, how we train, why we train, the science behind dog training, because there is science behind it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it, a lot of people who use what I call coercive and punitive measures with mm -hmm. dogs, a lot of punishment, jerking, kicking, yelling, etc., etc., um, poo-poo what we broadly call positive trainers as not having, it being too touchy-feely yeah. and just emotional. And the irony is to that is I think you have to flip it because there is no science that proves that aggression will create behavior, wanted behavior. On the other hand, positive reinforcement will. 
Definitely. And it's just like with kids. I mean, yeah, you can absolutely. you can uh, discipline your kids uh, physically and emotionally in negative ways, and and uh, they're probably going to grow up and and do the same to their kids and be negative and forceful people. Whereas somebody who's who lives with compassion and love is going to grow up to be a compassionate and loving person. And I mean, it it just all makes sense. Animals, people, whatever. Absolutely. Well, Marianne, this is a this is a good topic and one we could talk about for a long time. <laughs> we are out of time. So I just want to thank you for stopping by the Pet Place today. You're always welcome, Marie. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I want to give you plenty of lead time for a very cool event coming up on September 14th. Lasso up all your kin and the little buckaroos for the 17th annual Walk for the Animals fundraiser. This year's theme is Pure Country. It's a boot-scootin' good time full of fun, prizes, and entertainment, including a silent pauction, which is the best in the West, cowboys, cowgirls, bandits, and varmints in the best country western costume and best trick contests, vittles will be served up by the grilled cheese truck, dogzilla, and waffin' roll, And there will be a grand pledge prize to the person who raises the most pledges with a special prize for everyone who raises $150 or more. For more information about the event and volunteering your talents, give a holler to 714-964-4445 or better yet, send an email to info at orangecountyspca.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also visit us on Facebook by searching for Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day.